Welcome to 52 Weeks in the Word. I'm your host, Trillia Newbell, and I'm so excited to have Jen Oshman on the show. Jen is, um, I just love Jen. (laughs) I think you are just filled with such wisdom, which is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons that I wanted to have you on. Um, You wrote a book called Enough About Me, Finding Lasting Joy in the Age of Self. And what we're actually going to talk about is lamentations. But in an age of self, I I think it can be... um, kind of discouraging. So I I wondered if you could tell us how to read the book of Lamentations and how to apply it. And I know I mentioned your book. I don't know if there's a parallel or anything there, but the the finding lasting joy um it something about it drew me and made me think of Lamentations. Yes, I know. I think you're absolutely right, Trillia. And first of all, thanks for having me. This is so sweet to be part of something that's encouraging people to just be in the word. But you're right, there is an absolute connection there. We do live in the age of self where we tend to veer toward self-sufficiency and self-help and to rely on ourselves rather than to rely on and draw near to our God above. And so I think that rather than pursuing lament or grief, or especially in the West where we tend to be wealthy and healthy and self-sufficient, we don't acknowledge our limitations or we don't really sit in our grief and we don't take time to lament. So the book of Lamentations then really stands in stark contrast, I think, to the cultural air that we're breathing because the book of Lamentations shows us that we are limited, that we do live in the midst of tragedy and chaos and a fallen world and that we don't really have the answer for that in and of ourselves. And so This book really is just a crying out to God, and I think it's an invitation to believers in the 21st century to pause for a moment and sit in that question of what is going on in my life, what is hard, what are the tragedies around me, and how can God help me in that rather than how can I, you know, fail at helping myself. Um, But yeah, Lamentations was written um, probably by the prophet Jeremiah, the author, whoever it was, survived the siege of Jerusalem by Babylon. So this is really meaningful because we see back in Genesis, the promise of God to Abraham that the Israelites would have the land of Canaan. And then we see that David lived there. Solomon built the temple there. So for 500 years, the Israelites dwelt in Jerusalem, and it was the place of worship and the center of God's people. But here in 587, in comes Babylon, and it just lays waste to the whole city of Jerusalem. And I mean, I mean terrible waste, like people, violent, the violent destruction of babies and adults and older adults and the starvation of children and the starvation of pregnant women. And we just see in the pages of Lamentations this incredible grief and crying out to the Lord, Um, just the anguish that that comes off of the page because of the sort of grotesque and unthinkable suffering that Jerusalem goes through. So we see here just this this raw acknowledgement on the pages of scripture that life is hard, there is death, there is tragedy, and we're invited by the book of Lamentations. We're invited to lament, and we see a pattern for that in these five chapters where Jeremiah is really lamenting the fall of Jerusalem. You know, most of us are, I would assume, if you've read Lamentations, you've kind of made your way to two texts, <laughs> two scriptures, Lamentations 3, 22 through 23, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed 
for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. I think that's something that we just talk about. Uh, these new mercies, new every morning. Um, I see it quoted quite a bit. So in the context, I wonder, help us understand why, why would that be? I mean, it is, it's an encouraging text and, and it's good that we're drawn there. Um, But often I don't think we read it in the context. Can you help us think through that? Yeah, absolutely. So Lamentations is five chapters long and it's a Hebrew poem. So as is often the case for Hebrew poetry, it's the middle of the poem that's the climax of it. So that is chapter three. We see chapter three, verse 21, but this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. So throughout the whole book, throughout the five chapters, we just see this acknowledgement and confession of sin on behalf of the Israelites, they realize they have gone after idols and false gods, and that some of the destruction is owing to their own guilt and their own wrongdoing. Um, We see that they are under the heavy hand of God, and they're just crying out to him for mercy. But we see here at the climax of the poem that they are reminded, they remember, though we are suffering, we can trust God. The reason we have hope is that we know that the steadfast love of God never ceases. So even in the midst of all this terrible pain and death and anguish, they are remembering that God does love them and his love never fails. That's so encouraging. And so I I wonder how how might someone who's reading this, they're reading through the Bible, they're reading Lamentations, how could they apply it to their own hearts and minds? I I as you were saying those things, I was I was comforted. And so I wonder how would you encourage someone who's reading this, um, not to take it out of context, but to read it and be um, encouraged by these words? Well, I think in this cultural moment, we need to remind each other as Christians that we have the permission and even the pattern in scripture to lament and to grieve what's not right in the world. And in fact, even Lamentations ends with this sort of cliffhanger. I mean, the, the last two verses say, restore us to yourself, O Lord, that we may be restored. Renew our days as of old, unless you have utterly rejected us and you remain exceedingly angry with us. So it doesn't end with this like tidy little bow, you know, it doesn't really end with a silver lining. It ends with this very honest, you know, guttural cry to the Lord, please don't abandon us. And so, um, you know, one third of the Psalms are Psalms of lamentation. And so I think we need to give ourselves permission to lament and to grieve that which is hard. And so I would just encourage the reader of lamentations is to see that pattern of lament as as she or he you know reads through those five chapters and then also ultimately to remember the suffering of jesus i mean i think we have to bring it back to that to remember the suffering that christ endured and how our father in heaven redeemed the most the greatest suffering the worst day in all of history and turned that upside down into the best news in all of history. So we do want to come back to the cross and the victory of Jesus, even in the Old Testament, in the book of Lamentations. Well, in a podcast, I know that people are listening and and experiencing all sorts of of different circumstances, um, many of which might be very difficult. So would you do me a favor and would you pray for the people who might be struggling and lamenting? Um, Pray that they, that they would sit in that lament. As you mentioned, the Psalms are just such a, a, a beautiful picture of how we can, can 
call out <laughs> to the Lord in our anguish and in our despair. And I, so I would love it if you would help us to to pray these uh, a prayer of lament and um, to the Lord, and then give us some hope as we um, end our time together. Mm, yes, I would love to. God in heaven, we are so grateful that you are not far off. Lord, you are not distant and you're not cold or sterile toward us. In fact, you love us so much. You pursued us. You put on skin, Jesus, and came to earth to redeem those of us who put our hope and our trust in you. God, we remember the cross. We remember that you stopped at nothing to make us your own, that you endured the greatest suffering in the history of the world, Lord, so that we could be reconciled to you and brought into the kingdom of light. And so even as we suffer, even as we endure great pain and hardship and trials, Lord, we look to the cross and remember that you did too. And as we hide ourselves in you, Lord, we also remember and rejoice over the resurrection. And we remember that this is not the end of the story, Lord. But even as you wept, one day you will wipe every tear. And there will be no more death and there will be no more pain and there will be no more crying, Jesus, because you will remove that from us and draw us to yourself in the new heavens and the new earth. God, we sit in that and we praise you and thank you and we ask for comfort for those who mourn today. Help them to lament well and to remember you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Jen. 